Welcome to Mind, Body, and Soul Awakening, a show where we celebrate resilience and inspire transformation. Our guests share their stories of how they overcame a traumedy and turned it into a triumph. I am your host, Stars Tita. Get excited and let's have some fun. Hello, hello, hello to you and you and also you. I am Stars Tina and I'm so excited and grateful to have you here with me today. Welcome to the Mind, Body and Soul Awakening Show. So if you've been following us the past few weeks, you know we talk about traumas. That topic that most people really shy away from. A traumedy is when the energies of a trauma and a tragedy collide. When these two energies come together, life-changing experiences occur. And I am an expert when it comes to pushing through the pain. I am an expert when it comes to turning those traumas into tragedies, those tragedies into traumas. And I show you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. When you come into this space here, we're gonna give you motivation. We're gonna give you that inspiration to realize, yes, you can get out of bed. Yes, you can live the life of your dreams that God intended for you. And how do I do that? With the energy from God up above. So I do wanna welcome you if you've been coming through. We talked about domestic violence. We talked about the loss of a father. And today is a very, 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 touchy, soft topic, and we're gonna be talking about suicide. So it's very important that if at any point in time you notice that you may feel a bit triggered or anything like that, I do want you to know you can call this number right here right away. So it's super, super important that you dive into yourself first. Who are you? Who are you, who am I, what is your purpose? And I always like to begin with the core values. What is your foundation? of? who you are and what you stand for. For me and my business, it begins with loyalty and then it rolls over to hard work, putting in that work and then faith. Thank you, God, for giving me the breath, the energy, the spirit to pour into each and every one of these people that are watching. And lastly, high energy, because maybe some people that have been running away from their fears, people have been running away from those problems in their situations from their childhood, that generational craziness, maybe seeing my energy, feeling my high energy, they're gonna face their fears. That's what I want you to do today. I want you to take a look in the mirror and face your fears with the foundation of those core values that I have. And then I want you to build yourself up, boom, boom, with the pillars. And my pillars begin with mindsets. Each and every day, you want to start it with an amazing mindset. I ask you, what are you putting into your head each and every morning? Are you like I used to be years ago? You just jump out of bed and go to work, jump in the shower, brush your teeth. Well, that's okay, but I wouldn't really recommend it. Pause when you first get up in the morning. And for the past two months, I've been meditating. I put a little Deepak on my phone and I listen to it. Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's praying, but... Just be still with yourself at least three to five minutes at least. And then you want to add on to that. So your mindset starts first thing in the morning. The second pillar that we talk about is that heart set. And I'm so excited for our guest today because she's all about the heart. The heart is what's going to push you 
when you don't want to get up, when you don't want to get out of bed, when you don't want to push for that extra race, this heart right here. Think of Kobe Bryant. Think of Michael Jordan. They went extra, 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 extra and beyond. That's where that heart set comes in. That's what makes champions. And guess what? You are a champion. You are amazing. Maybe you write down your I am statements. I don't know. That kind of helps you out as well. After the heart set, the nutrition. What are you putting into your body? Did you know that 80% of the way you look is by what you're eating? So important. And then the last one, I'm sorry, the next one is movement, exercise, moving your body. Yes. And if you don't know, we have our class Saturdays, our workout classes here on Saturdays. But when you're moving your body, it just changes the energy. It changes the vibration. When you walk into a space, you want to change the energy. You want it to rise up. And lastly, of the pillars that keep this house strong here, resilience or traumedy. It's something that's that's not too good, but you push through it. You have to have that resilience, that strength to say, I am amazing. I can do anything. And then the very top of this house, mind, body, soul awakening. So again, I do want to welcome you. And today I want to share with you the four agreements. If you've never read this book right here, I could read it over and over and over again. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz, and it kind of flows well with today's topic, and it's pretty simple. I want to read the first little part for you. Don't take it personal. So, so very important. If I can find it, I should have had my little piece here, but it's okay if I don't. But don't take it personal is so important because in life, sometimes we tend to hear certain things, and we're like, oh, well, that person thinking this about me, that person thinking that about me. Guys, it's right in the front of the book. What is wrong with me? I'm flipping pages, flipping, flipping, and it's right here. <laughs> okay. So the very first agreement I want you to think about today is be impeccable. Actually, I don't want to read that one. I'm reading Don't Take It Personally, right? Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. May I ask, how many times have you suffered in silence because of something you thought? Am I the only one that that's happened to? It's happened to me so many times. I remember sometimes I've even ruined relationships because I thought certain things. Well, this person was late, so they don't care about me. They disrespect me. But no, teen, it has nothing to do about you. Nothing to do with you. It's not about you. You know, just have an open heart and don't take things personally. Live in the present moment. If we do a better job of being present, guess what? You'll be so much more happier. Forget about this. Forget, forget about the past, guys. Yesterday is history. It's gone. You can't change it. You can look at it. You can learn from it. But guess what? You can't go back there. It, it, it never gonna happen. And that future... I don't know about you, but my future is bright, just like all the stars around me. The future is great, but you can't live in the future either. You're hoping, and what if? But I gotta do this, and I gotta, and you're rushing, and you're racing. But guess what? This is where we wanna be, right here in this present moment. So I ask you to just be present for a moment. Maybe you close your eyes, and you take a nice deep inhale through your nose. Exhale it out your mouth. Let's do that one more time, but this time with a little more intention. 
And when you inhale, I want you to think of something that makes you smile. It could be a piece of chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake. You hear me talk about it a lot. It may be the birth of your child, maybe a wedding, maybe the sun, maybe the ocean. But when you inhale, I want you to feel all those happy feelings. And when you exhale, get it out, get it out, get it out. Anything that's not serving you. Sometimes in life, we have to get rid of certain people, places, and things and just let it go, let it go. So final inhale, let's go. Exhale, let it out. Woo! So Crow family, I am so excited to present to you someone, I have not met her in person yet, but I am so excited for the day that I actually get to go to London. I believe she's from London and actually meet her. And I just wanna show you something. I didn't plan on doing this, but I'm gonna do it. I'm sharing it, I'm sharing it. Because when I see this, it, it takes, I'm not, okay, okay, okay. It takes a lot to impress me. And how you show up, I say this all the time, you can only give a good impression, first impression once, right? And your website is so important. So look at this, guys. Oh, baby. Can we say sexy, fine, and classy all at the same time? This is today's guest, Sherlene. And, and it looks like she's got a book there, right? And I'm so excited because she's got the same last name as me. So we're probably uh, related somehow. She's your emotional wholeness coach, emotional healer. She's an author. She's an international speaker. And I'm so grateful, so honored to have her here. Make some noise. Give it up for Sherlene. Hello, 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 hi everybody. Um, Tina, thank you for having me, girl. Thank you, I'm excited about yes. this conversation today. Yes, yes, yes. And see, I'm always, it's just, this is so authentic because I was supposed to share my little experience about suicide, that's what we're talking about, but I just like to let it flow. So in your profession, uh, first, tell us a little bit about what you do. How did you get started? When you were a little girl, did you say, I want to be an emotional healing coach. How did you get into what you're, you're doing? Currently? Yeah, no. Um, when I was a little girl, I actually wanted, and I guess I can still be a cartoon character's voice. Um, that <laughs> is, that's, that's what I remember. Um, my voice that you hear today is not actually my is on the struggle bus at the moment, but we're working through getting it to be restored at the moment. But, you know, anybody who knows me knows I'm driven by purpose. And my voice is not going to stop me from doing what I'm being called to do. So that's why I'm still here um, doing this with you this morning. Um, the way that I got into emotional healing was really, it was a journey of evolution. I didn't start out saying, I want to be an emotional healing coach. That was never it. It started out as uh, having a background in psychology and criminology. So I was always fascinated with the way that people think. Um, I was always fascinated with the way that people are, like their behavior. Um, so out of that, I went into becoming a coach and specifically in personal performance. From that place, I ended up going into uh, certifying as a disc personality practitioner, again, to understand behavior. Then. In the mix of that, there's things that cross-pollinated where I've gone through my own, as you'd say, traumadies. Uh, I've gone through my own stuff and that caused me to go on this journey of healing for myself where I was 
I say I was incubated for five years in a ministry school in California where I learned about emotional health. I learned about emotional healing. I went through the process myself. I went through counseling, mentoring, emotional healing. I went through it all in those five years. So returning back to the UK, I didn't know what I was going to do here. Um, and, and from the coaching, it kind of like evolved into that place of really desiring to help people become emotionally healthy and making sure that their heart set was correct so that they could, you know, impact the world in the way that they need to. I love it. I love it. So, so briefly in a nutshell, you know, people look at me and I hear people, I, I put a post the other day and someone's, so, oh, I know, I, I put love like you've never been hurt before. Because right. you know that saying, dance like no one's watching, sing like no one can hear you. And I put love like you've never been hurt before. And someone said to me, I never thought you got hurt, Tina. I thought everything was wonderful in your life. And I'm like, really? What in the world made you think that? And, you know, going back, someone, one of my clients said to me the other day, have you ever thought of doing anything crazy? And her, that was her way of saying, like, trying to attempt suicide or whatever. And a lot of people look at me and, you know, when I was younger, I think we all go through those same things. I had a wonderful home life. My family was loving. Everyone was loving. But for some reason, I felt like I needed a little extra. And for me, uh, we're talking about suicide here. I actually tried it twice. And I'm not sure if I was truly trying to kill myself or if I was looking for attention as I think about it now, because yes, I did take, uh, I was with my children's father at the time. I was probably 14 or 15 years old. And I remember it was 4th of July. <laughs> 4th of July is always giving me drama. <laughs> and he said to me, we were just finished watching the fireworks. You know, as a girl, like, oh, I'm with my boyfriend. We're watching the fireworks. I'm like, he loves me. So I was on this super, super high. And after the fireworks, he's like, oh, well, you know, Tina, it's Independence Day, and I think we need to be independent and break up. My heart is crushed, you know? So he took me home, and my I don't know what was going on in my head. And So, uh, Shirley, there must have been some type of sanity in my head because my grandmother was on a lot of pills, high blood pressure, whatever they were, I don't know. And I remember I took her pills, but I didn't take all of them because I wanted to make sure she had enough. <laughs> for herself so that wow. just makes me think the rational side of me and then i remember i took them and then i just started walking because when i get mad i move and then i called him and i started walking to the hospital because i was just like remember i passed out in the alley somewhere i'm just going and again i don't know if i was looking for attention or if i was really trying to do something to myself i see you like about to say something what are your thoughts about that no no i just i think it's i i love the reflection right because when the scenario happened, it happened at a time you were still in your, um, your, your brain wasn't fully developed yet. Uh, you may not know this, but you might, that our brains are not fully matured until we're 21. So at 14, you still had a number of years to go for your brain to be matured, to be able to reason effectively at a base level. Um, so, you know, it, it could have been both. It could have been yes and. You know, it could have been you were trying to conclude your life um, at the same time as getting attention. You know, but when you're at that young age, uh, oftentimes 
you're mm-hmm. you're not you haven't developed enough in your thinking to really understand what the consequences could be, you know, of of those pills. You know, thankfully your your blood pressure didn't you know get so so low because that's what blood pressure tablets do. Okay. They because if if someone's taking blood pressure tablets, it's usually because their blood pressure is high. So the blood pressure tablets will drop. Gotcha. It's amlodipine or whatever it might be. So, yeah. I get it. I get it. And Continue, I remember. I, I love hearing what you're saying. Yes. So after that, you know, I guess I went to the hospital and they actually committed me into a hospital. I guess, you know, when you do this. And I remember being in this hospital and it's funny how the mind remembers certain things. When I finally got back home because they, I was probably there for like a week or whatever. And my mm-hmm. aunt boyfriend said, oh, so you tried Harry Carey or something like that. And I was like, what is that? I never looked it up, but I guess it's like when you try to do that. Uh, but it was kind of like a joke to him. And I was just like, okay, that's weird. And again, I have a wonderful home life. And then it happened again, again, as young women, like you said, the brains weren't developed, but I was 19. Yeah, I was 19 at the time. So the brain wasn't developed, like you said. So anyone watching this, watch out for your young children if they're under 21. I was pregnant with my daughter. And again, same guy, same guy. <laughs> I went to his house. I'm like, I'm going to see my baby daddy. Okay, I don't like, I don't say baby daddy. But I was going to his house and, you know, we'd all, he'd, whatever he'd get dressed for work, I'd sit on the toilet and he'd get dressed in the bathroom. It was like that all the time, all the time. So this particular day, I go to walk in the bathroom with him. And he's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, that's weird. And he's getting dressed and he goes to leave. And I noticed this huge hickey on his neck. And I'm like, (gasps) mind you, I'm pregnant at the time. And I'm just like, Tina is a Scorpio. What's your sign, Shirlene? Uh, Taurus. Taurus. I don't even know why I'm asking. I don't know anything about signs. (laughs) And I'm fuming. I guess every emotion you go through, I key this heart. And what does that mean? That means you take some keys and you just, and I just, I was writing my name in his car. I went around the whole car and he's standing on the porch just looking at me because he's like, oh gosh, this woman's losing it because I was just so mad. And it didn't affect him. Again, Shirlene, me thinking I'm trying to get attention and he's just standing there and I'm keying the car. He's not doing anything. So what do I do? I start cutting myself. I still have marks on my hands. Thank goodness nothing happened, but again, was I looking for attention or was I really trying to hurt myself? Now that I think about it, I never thought about it till this actual moment here. I would love your perspective. Have you ever had clients that came to you like this before? Yeah, it could it can be it can be attention. But it could also be in the, the cutting could be about um really trying to pacify pain. Mm. If you guys miss that, she said pacify pain. A pain pacifier. Because the emotional pain that's being felt is one thing. But when you interact with usually that pain actually increases, takes our mind off of and our attention off of what's causing the core. Can you say that again? Because you kind of went out and this is game changer information. This is like, this is going to be our clip. 
it really can be when, when we go into like places of cutting it can really be to pacify pain and it sounds almost like well how is that so when pain, cutting ourselves causes us pain as well but when the core emotional pain is happening on the inside and just we're outraged we're feeling it so deeply we need something which is going to dull that pain and usually that pain that's getting dulled is the the pain that we would experience from the cutting because that pain is going to be more extreme so it kind of like almost mutes out this yes. internal thing yes. right does, does that make sense yes does, does that resonate with you yes i get the cutters now i've seen different movies about you know children or people that cut themselves and it's like they don't want to feel that pain because that mm -hmm. that heart pain who baby that's why i'm sure if you don't know my story when my son was murdered you know it's like okay and i was i was 30 i don't know 40 something you know i'm like okay tina because i've been through other things in my life i'm like okay you got to get this together because this is about to hurt you know and if you don't get it together something crazy is going to happen so that's why i say god set me up for that moment because that was at 14 and then 16 and then my father died so it was like layer after layer and that's why i have these mm. conversations like, really god so girl girl i'm loving this insight right now like yeah. Woo, baby. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a it's a topic you know like we don't really talk about um you know we're not talking i don't know too much on the the signs of identifying someone who might be experiencing suicidal ideation. Um, I actually need to, to get my knowledge up on that because the last thing I would want is any of my friends to conclude their life in that way and then be wondering for the rest of my life, like how come I didn't know? You know, how, how, could, I, how could I not tell? And I'm aware that there's gonna be people who are watching this who have been in those scenarios, whether it's friends or family members or associates, and there's almost kind of like that, that almost guilt of I, I couldn't help. So I think even just from this, I think it should encourage people to really do some research about that. And that's definitely what I'll be doing for sure. Yes. And I love how you bring the other side of it. And that's why I love people in bringing others in. I always say mm. you're by tribe because it's my story and how I see it. And I feel so good now because it's like a little awakening. I kind of understand where I, I am now. Uh, what would you like to share in regards to this topic, maybe your life or your clients? Just open on the table because you're pretty amazing, girlfriend. You're pretty amazing, let me say. Thank you. You know, on this topic, like when, when you mentioned that this is what you wanted to speak about, like, oh, this is easy. You know, this is something that I could speak about um, from personal experience, but also from being on the other side of it where I've been the coach and I've had somebody who has gone through something similar. And I was just having a conversation with that person this morning, um, interestingly enough, like completely unrelated to this, but we were just talking about the pressures of that. And so some some people watching may um, feel like this part, those parts of the stories that resonate. For me, um, my background story um, and the core story of my life is that I had been attending a church at 14 years old, and I was groomed and then raped by one of the leaders in this particular church. <clears throat> now, it's a bit of a complex story because there's parts of it which is, you know, absolute outrage. How could someone, you know, uh, 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 groom somebody and then rape them? The rape was statutory rape, meaning 
that I consented to sexual intercourse, but uh, it was from the place of being manipulated by this individual into believing that this was the right thing to do. Yeah, so I wanted to to state that. So it was a decision that I made, was made from the roots of manipulation. So what I didn't realize in in that time was that he was actually controlling me. I didn't know that he was manipulating me until after we had slept with each other and he walked, he, as he was walking out the door, he said, if you say anything to anyone, you'll be in trouble. So in that moment, my voice was gone. Like he took my ability to speak. Because I was so afraid, because of the shock, because of the, he got himself together and walked out the room after this, there was all of this buildup. So imagine, there's this buildup, 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 buildup until this point. And then from that point, he literally dropped me like a hot potato. I was invisible to him. I was unable to um, connect with the community in the way that we had done before. Um, The seats that he used to save for me at church, he no longer did that. They were always occupied by someone, according to him. Um, You know, it was just very, very disheartening. So the confusion of all of that really messed me up because as far as I was aware, this was my boyfriend and I was his girlfriend until I wasn't. And that for me, I didn't understand it at the time that that's what would happen because I didn't have language. I was 14 years old. But by 15, I couldn't handle the pain of it. And I tried to conclude my life taking 36 pills. And I just went to bed just ready to just drift off and just never come back. And I remember waking up that morning and looking at the ceiling and I was upset, let me tell you. I was unimpressed with the fact that I was still here. And again, I couldn't give you language to what I was trying to escape, but I knew that I just wanted to go. And, you know, of course I'm grateful that it didn't work and grateful that um, that, that God has used that scenario to turn it around for me to be able to do something like this and let people know I understand wanting to escape. I can't tell you that I felt emotional pain, but I knew that I wanted to escape what had happened. And the escape, and this is the first time it's actually occurring to me, the escape is what I attempted. When that didn't happen, the way that I would then escape is by sleeping. So sleeping was the next thing that I employed as a coping mechanism. So I would sleep very easily, 24 hours at a time. Like my mom would think I was dead. Um, but that was escapism was, was what I chose. And for some of us, it's not always emotional pain. It's just that we're trying to escape the scenario. I love that you say that because a lot of people, when they're going through depression, they just want to sleep. They just want to sleep just mm-hmm. to get away from the pain. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that and really opening up you know, my eyes and everyone else's eyes to that. So as I mentioned earlier, I like to bring uh, our empowerment coach, that's what I'm calling her nowadays, Veronica. And Veronica's very heartfelt. Veronica, what are you feeling about today's topics? Comments, concerns, anything you wanna add? Oh my gosh. So much emotion and appreciation for the both of you queens. Because there are so many people, especially now, going through this. I was just sharing with, uh, one of the other leaders that it was just last week, actually, I was at the river 
and I was making one of my motivational videos for Instagram talking about don't commit suicide. And as I finished that video, I saw a woman, an African-American woman at the top of the river, and I saw her pause, but I didn't know what she was doing. And I went to go sit down. I'm praying, and I'm praying. She comes up to me. She says, I just want to let you know that I came to the river to commit suicide, but I overheard you making this video, and I decided that I wasn't going to kill myself. This was just last week. It's on my Instagram. I, and I said, wow, this is how real this is where people are literally either attempting suicide or they're actually going through with it by the second with everything going on with the economy and depression. So the timing of this video is so important to me. I know it's all of us. Um, and I thank you so much, Charlene, for, for mentioning that escapism. I've been through that point where um, when I was considering suicide, it wasn't a sad thought for me. It was a, it was a joyful thought of the idea that I just don't want to go through this dark space of constantly fighting for something, losing my dad, going through um, bullying for my disability, um, going through abuse, going, I, I, it was just too much years of constantly fighting that I was just, the idea of, I think for a lot of people, the idea of committing suicide is not a sad thing. It's a, it's, it's a joy of not wanting to go through struggle and fighting and pushing all the dang time. You know, for years after year after year, for a lot of people that have been going through this since birth of, of molestation, right? every day is something new. People just, oh, if I could just transition to heaven, this heavenly, beautiful space, it'll be over. So thank you for Shirley for teaching me that that term. That's what I was experiencing, escapism. I just want to escape it all and just disappear. So, yeah. And it's actually, they have a new term out. I, I don't know it off the top of my head. I guess I can figure it where it's now kind of like a cool thing to do that. Lifing, I think that's the nickname they call it. Have you guys heard of it at all? The nick, the new nickname they have for it? No, you know all the cool terms. You're teaching me. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I probably purposely put it away from my head, you know, so I'm not there because my daughter, you know, and you think about the different people that have done it in the past, you know, Robin. What was his name? Help me out. The comedian. Robin Williams. Robin Williams, the dancer, the black guy who was in yes. He was on yes. And like Shirlene said earlier, you know, what if you have a friend? Because looking on the outside, you don't know what this person's going through. It's like, wow, it's it's deeper than you thought. And that's why communication and speaking to each other is so, so very important. And I've even met some moms whose children have, you know, passed on. And then you think about this, the faith, you know, because some religions, I don't know how it works with all religions, but if you do, if you commit suicide, you're going to hell, you know? And then I was talking to a mom once and I guess that's what I believe. I'm not gonna say, I guess, that's what's in the, you know, Baptist non-denomination. If you do that, you're gonna go to hell. And I'm talking to the mom and, and I'm just wondering, well, does she think that, you know, but again, that's not for me to think about. I see your face, Shirley. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quite conflicted with stuff like this um, because from a faith-based perspective, being a Christian and understanding that God is love and understanding that, you know, God can forgive and will forgive those who's even done the, you know, most unthinkable meaning, you know, murdering somebody else. Uh, or yeah, murdering someone, turning around. I, I, it's hard for me to reconcile that God will be like, well, you chose to conclude your life, so now I'm going to send you to, you know, uh, uh, 
never ending fire. I just, it's hard for me because I think out of anybody, God would be understanding of that person's plight and would understand it. And it wouldn't be a shock to God either. You know, so it just raises a lot of questions in terms of, you know, the, you know, if people who be that, like how they actually do God's character. So it's that's a bit of a hard one for me to reconcile, I'll be honest. Um, but neither am I saying to people, yeah, go ahead and do it. You're going to go to heaven because I just don't know. But that's just my personal feel. Like he's a God of love. So why would he do that? Yeah. yeah. I like the way you say that because I, I feel the same. I guess I've never expressed it. I just kind of keep my mouth shut on that topic, mm. that portion of the topic. Because like I said, these comedies, these conversations we're having, most people don't talk about it. They stay away from it. Yeah. They and as you were talking, like God would understand. I mean, think of all the years, the centuries, the generations of things that we have in our body, in our mind, you know, seven, I've been told seven generations of trauma we have in our bodies from our ancestors way back and way back. And then it's there, you know, do you guys agree with that? Yeah. I agree. I do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely transgenerational trauma. And this is why I feel like it's so important for us to be cognizant of our emotional health. Because we talk about mental health and I love the mental health movement, but emotional health is completely different. Mm. It's, it's, it's similar, but also very different. And, and mental health, you know, and I always speak about the heart. I always speak about the importance of understanding and developing a relationship with our heart. And that's because, listen, our hearts have 5,000, I'm sorry, 40,000 sensory neurons in it. Is it 40 at 40000 Yeah, 40,000 sensory neurons live in our actual heart in our chest. And so you have what's called the heart brain or the little brain. And with the heart brain, it is 5,000 times more powerful than the brain in our heads. And our heart brain communicates to our cranial brain much more than our brain does to our heart. So that would then tell us that our heart, the, the impetus of, of thinking and our behavior starts in the heart, being developed in our mother's womb. The first organ or the organ to be developed before the brain is the heart. It's the heart that happens first before the brain in our head. So that already communicates to us that it's really important for us to take care of our hearts. So from that perspective, <clears throat> I wanna encourage people to deal with your emotions, deal with your heart set, because that is where the issues of life come from. That's where there will be a wellspring or it will be absolutely contaminated and we need to, we're spiraling. So I feel like there's so many different things that can contribute to someone having suicidal ideation. It could be a chemical imbalance in their brain. It could be your hormones. There are so many things that could be contributing to this way of our hearts and our minds. So I think it's just so, it's, it's critical. It's critical, more critical than we actually give heart set credit for. I love that, yes. Mm -hmm. I learned something new today. So we're at the top of the time of the show where I like to do a little exercise. It's gonna be a little funness, all right? It's like a top of mind. This is something I just thought of. So yes, we brought you to that place that's not so nice. We were talking about the suicide. You have the number there. But now 
we're going to give you some tools and skills to just kind of help uplift you. So we're going to do a round robin. I'm going to go first. Then we're going to go to Veronica and then Shirley. We're going to do this twice. And what we're going to do is we're going to give you a tool, a skill, a strategy, a something to help you when you're not in a good place. And I was going to say nature bath, but I think I'm going to say reach out to someone, whether it's that 988 number, reach out to a friend, reach out to an enemy, reach out to somebody and just put your hands on them somewhere, whether it's their shoulders, their arms or legs and look at them in the eyes and say, I need help. I'm hurting something. I don't care what. So if you're in a place in your life, I don't care what it is. Just reach out to someone and ask for help because everyone's gone through something. And that's the tip I have for you. I'm going to throw it over to you, Shirley. It looks like we lost Veronica for a hot second, but uh, throw it over to you. What's your tip for today? <clears throat> My tip would be to develop a relationship with your heart. And it's as simple as asking your heart, heart, what do you need today? And that's, it can just, I don't want to give too many questions because it could be overwhelming, especially if you're watching this and you are in that place of contemplating, concluding your life. The tip would be to ask your heart that, heart, what do you need? Now, sometimes when we're in that place of great distress, we may feel like I need to escape this. If that be the case, I want you to ask yourself, what can I do instead of concluding my life? Like those two questions. What can I do instead of? Um, that works with anything. You know, I have an addiction, had an addiction to hot chocolate. I would always want to have hot chocolate with vanilla syrup and all of this kind of stuff, high sugar stuff. But now I've developed a, what can I have instead? And that instead looks like a sugar-free beverage um, that's not going to spike my sugar levels, for example. So instead of, so heart, what do you need today? Listening for that and then asking, what can I do? What we do instead of? Shirley, that was a fire, fire, fire one, okay? If we're going for a warranty, I got so that's going to be my new thing. I love how you said the hot chocolate because you can take it as little as your diet. What can I have instead of this chocolate cake with hot frosting and ice cream? Um, <laughs> what can I have instead of? What can I have instead of taking my life away, thinking about other people? So I love how you gave us both ends of that spectrum. We can use it for our entire life, like you said. What can I do instead of? Okay, you're up, Coach V. We're coming up with a strategy. If someone's at a dark place and they want to let it go, what would you say? Do more what makes you happy. And it does not have to be something that costs any money. So I, I was like, Shirlene, I used to have a sugar addiction. And back when I was, you know, 100 pounds heavier, I was working out, but I couldn't break my addiction. I, because I just, sugar made me feel happy. I just want to feel happy. So for me, I found some sugar-free stuff that still has that sweet taste to it. Um, but for me, it's water. If I, I have to go to the park where there's a river and I'll just jump right into the river just just swim just so I can feel free. Because I think a lot of people that want to commit suicide, they just want to be free of everything. Mm -hmm. And if you just do something that makes you feel free, that's not including killing yourself. Like just going for a swim. <laughs> and you can just get that feeling of being free again and alive again. Then that moment of wanting to transition 
will pass. I know it because I've been through it. So that's the word for me. I love it. I love it. Okay, it's round two. It's going to get a little bit harder. We gave you one round. And for my next one, it's kind of a little bit what Coach V said, a nature bath uh, or moving your body. A nature's bath is when you just go out in nature, find some trees and just go walking. But maybe you don't live near trees. But for me, when I'm in my dark places and I like uh, like Shirlene said, and I want to get rid of that pain, currently what I do is I exercise. And I exercise so hard, it's like I can't even breathe. Like I'll run till I'm out of breath. I'll get on my bike till I'm out of breath. I'll do so because I want to get rid of that pain. So I replace it with this exercise pain. <laughs> and again, it's like turning that into something positive. So play, and then what I do currently as well, ladies, is I'll play some gospel music. Because sometimes yeah. I get mad at God. I'm like, really? Oh, and I'm like, no, Tina, no. You can't get mad at God. You can't get mad at God. So I start playing some gospel music. And I'm playing the gospel music. And I'm going and I'm going. Because for me, gospel music helps me with everything. Or some type of motivational music or something like that. So that is my tip. Over to you, uh, Shirlene. What is the next thing you, you can share to help us out? I think being accountable to someone who you trust to not judge you, but to encourage you. Because sometimes we can feel isolated, we can feel alone. Um, but when we have these thoughts, knowing that there's someone there at the end of the line to say, hey, I get it, you know, what do you need? Do you want to just go for a walk? Do you want to go to the movies? Do you want somebody who can actually help you process through that? But what accountability is gonna require of you is being honest and open with the individual to let them know what's happening in your thought process, not in your, I'm now on the edge of the bridge. Not at that point. You want it to be, you wanna catch the thoughts that are ha that's happening because that's usually the impetus. That's the seed that begins to germinate and then causes you to go to the action that then causes you to be, you know, I was having a conversation with someone this morning they were talking about, how they had took a, a dose of drugs and you know they were left for you know nobody almost if it had gone any longer they would have not made it um we didn't we don't want you to be at that space we want you to get the thought process for stepping into an action so finding someone that you can be able to encourage you um and um just help you walk through that I love that. And I love how you say before you get to that turning point, because there's levels to it. It's not like, okay, I'm going to die. It leads up to that. It's, it's sadness. And, and I love how you say being honest. Sometimes we're embarrassed to say, I'm not having a good day. There's a, my aunt Donna, she's my go-to. You say have that person because she mother has lived, you know, I know she's gone through things. And I'm like, hey, auntie, I'm not, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. And remember, if, I don't know if any woman here has ever gotten their breast examination and it wanted like an extra test. I never get sick. So when anything happens, I'm freaking. This was years ago. And they say, we want to do an extra test. And I'm like, oh, we're not in time. I'm calling my life insurance company. I'm calling cousins. Can you watch my kid if I die? I called my aunt and she says, Tina, calm down. <laughs> Even if you have cancer, you're going to be okay. Blah, 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 blah. My mind, I went all the way to death. <laughs> so I love what you say. Have that person that's there that can lead up to the conversation. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, 
Coach Babe, you're up. What are you leaving us with? Uh, I say something that I've done that makes me, that brought me out of that space was I keep a board on my wall in front of my bed of one positive thing that happened for the day and one thing I'm grateful for. And if I don't feel like getting out of bed, because that's what happens. A lot of people, you get to the point of suicide. It's a process where you just don't want to get out of bed. You're in this dark space. So I look at my board every day at one, one small win that happened every day. So if I ever think that, okay, I'm not making any progress, because a lot of people want to die because they feel like they don't have any hope that things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. But they sometimes forget of just how far they've made it or just how much they've accomplished. So just having that small win of all the things I'm grateful for and all the small wins on my board in front of my bed. So when I look at it, I'm like, okay, I got to get out of bed. I got to push myself. Mm-hmm. And then that suicidal thought will pass. I love that right there. And that just dives mm-hmm. deeper into what I always talk about vision boards. And I love how you say have that one thing there. Okay, what's one thing I did today? And I also want to invite you to reach out to five people. I think Glenn Lundy says this every day, you know, reach out to mm-hmm. five people, uplifting thoughts. Just a smile with someone is so important. So reaching out and that concludes our section of tips, strategies, and things to push you through the pain. I like to end with our wonderful, amazing Renee who comes through and rounds things up. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about that harsh conversation of suicide. And I just want to round up the tips that we came up with today. Here we go. We talked about some things you can do, having a nature bath and exercise, uh, developing a relationship with your heart. All right. The best tip. What can I do instead of calling someone? 988, that number that I have there. Also on the board, having something next to your bed, your accomplishments for the day. Uh, Do more of what takes you to happy places. That was from Coach B. Go to the lake, go to the water, and find someone who's accountable for you. So Renee, from today's conversation, from the top to the bottom, from the bottom to the top, (laughs) what are your thoughts? You can start with the heartfelt part, wherever you want to go, because I see it in your face that you're there. Talk to us. Yeah, I I was identifying with everything you guys were saying. And the one key thing I want to say, and then I would like to give some stats, is be aware. Everybody be aware, because each person's threshold is different. Just notice things and don't assume that someone is okay if, if they're acting like out of their normal, right? I'd rather be embarrassed that I made a mistake and they really are okay than assume that they are okay and they're not, and then it's too late. Yeah. So always be aware. And what I would like to point out, and here's why it's so important to be aware. These stats are from 2021. Be, between 2000 and 2021, suicide rates increased 36%. Suicide in 2021 alone, 48,183 deaths were to suicide. That's about one death every 11 minutes. Oh, wow. All 365 days. The number of people who think about or attempt suicide, it's even higher. In 2021, 12.3 million adults seriously thought about suicide. 3.5 million planned a suicide attempt. 1.7 million actually attempted it. 
and here's what I want to close out. Again, why it's so important. It's among the top nine leading causes of death for people ages of 10 to 64. But get this, for people ages 10, 10 to 14 and 20 to 34, it was the second leading cause of death. Mm, 10 so, years old. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's heavy. I think we all needed a, a deep pause for that right there because, you know, for children, and I don't know if any of you have children out there, it's, you know, I asked my daughter several times, have you ever thought of this? You know, because I have all these topics and I, I say, well, God probably put me through all this so she didn't have to. And, you know, thank goodness she's never had these thoughts before because I kind of thought it was normal. I was like, don't most people think about this? But she didn't think, thank goodness. And just hearing about the children, that's why we have to really be aware, accountable, and speak up. And that's why I think I push so hard to get the podcast. I push so hard to get the TV show so that people can actually see and hear and, and know the know. So as we round this off is our finale. Closing thoughts of today. I'll start with you, Veronica, and then Charlene. I uh, would love to hear what you thought about today's topic. As you know, we're here. We talk about those hard conversations and things that people don't like to talk about. They want to run away from. But I say it's uplifting at the end. You want to get rid of that ugliness. You want to get rid of those horrible feelings so you can smile and feel good. You're lighter, right? So, Coach May, what's your closing thoughts of the day? Um, if you're watching this, I want you to know that we are all very passionate about serving. And it does get better. We're able to smile about it and we're able to give you hope about it because we've been through it and we've been through it because of the help of the Lord and the universe. Because I believe we're all spiritual beings in a physical body. So we we can tell you that there's hope because we've actually been through that darkness and we've come out to the other side of light and it does get better. This is whatever you're if you're going through it or been through it. And for those of you, especially the children, I know a lot of you kids are dealing with uh, bullying in the school. It does. Life gets better. You know who you are. We believe in you. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you. You're not in this alone. Never feel like you're by yourself. We have people like, you know, Sarsina, Charlene, Renee, I, so many amazing leaders around the world because of God bless, empowering us to give you hope, to know that you do not have to go through anything by yourself. You don't have to be ashamed if you've been through any, going through anything. You know, you are loved. You are amazing. You are a king or a queen, no matter what your situation. And we're here to support you. Thank you so much, Coach V. I love having you come through, just empowering us each week with your cheerleader. Were you a cheerleader in high school, Veronica? No, I'm just a goofball. <laughs> I can see you just cheering all the time, like, hey, you, you picked up that pencil off the floor. Woo! You emptied the trash. Did you do that with your son? Do you like cheer him on for everything? Yes, and now he's always looking in the mirror at himself, like feeling himself every morning, because I'm always like, He's been bullied through school. He he went from second grade. They told him he would never be able to read. And now he's an honor roll mm -hmm. student. Because every day I'm like, oh, no, you are the best. You are the baddest. You are the number one scientist in the world because he wants to be a scientist. And every day, so he's, now he's in the mirror like, oh. I'm like, yes, that's right. Fill yourself, baby. Fill <laughs> you know who you are, King. So I, love I love it. Something I did is my, for my daughter as a child, and I still do it today, I'd always call her beautiful. Because yeah. I didn't want her to think, you know, I have to wait for a man. 
because I think that's what I did. I was looking for that outside reassurance. So ever since she was a child and today, hey, beautiful, beautiful. And so, and I asked her the other day, I'm like, does that bother you? Because I'm like, and she's like, she's used to it now, but <laughs> mom, children, you know, encourage, pour into your children all the time. Closing thoughts, Charlene, tell me what you thought, mama. Leave us with. Yeah, <clears throat> what I would like to say to anyone who has suicidal ideation, which means you're just thinking about it, some people might be obsessing over it. You may have already planned your your exit strategy. Um, I just want to tell you that your life means something to at least someone. Because sometimes we may feel like you know our life doesn't mean anything. Our life is meaningless or we haven't identified our purpose. But what I want to encourage you to do is to, that instead of, find out what you're born to do. I find out your purpose because I promise you that there is no way that something is made in any way or form that doesn't have purpose. This mobile phone that I have here, it was made for a reason. This glass that I have here was made for a reason. This book that I, I decided to pick up my copy, um, Scars, because I, I love um, Miguel's work. Um, it was made for a reason. So with and this, this remote control, it was made for a reason. What's the point? The point is your life was made for a reason. It has a purpose. There is something that it needs to be used for. And I would just really want to encourage you to either discover what that is, take the time to discover there's a great book called Purpose Driven Life. That's a really, really powerful book to help you to identify your purpose. Um, there's also another one which is called Why the Hell Am I Here um, by Andre Spence. Um, so the first book is Rick Warren. The second book is Andre Spence. And it takes you through like a whole step-by-step -step to identify your purpose if you don't know. And if you do know and your reason for wanting to conclude is because you are burnt out, take a break rest, you can go in the pit stop, it's okay. Rest, recoup, and then come back to us because we need what you carry. Yeah. I can't even top that. I'm just going to let that be our closing thought for the day. <laughs> that was perfect. Now, I do not want to leave without you sharing a little bit about you. You see in the bottom is her website, www.sherlenewilson.co, which is C-H-E-R-L-E-N-E-W-I-L-S-O-N dot co if you want to contact her and anything else you want to share with us a book any events you're in london correct <clears throat> so I, I was born and raised in london but i live in ascot now which is um, probably the nearest landmark would be windsor castle so i'm out outside of london just outside of london now um i'm quite active on instagram so if you want to um message connect with me um instagram would be the place there's videos there I speak about emotional healing, but I also speak about how our emotions can actually be the cause of sickness in our body. So metaphysical anatomy is what I also go into, and there's lots of videos on there of people who have documented their healing journey. They were having a conversation about it, you know, from fibroids to endometriosis disappearing, and it's been medically confirmed by doctors and, and the hospital. So that's a really cool, so you can find that out. And my Instagram is just my first name and last name, as you see on the screen at Shirley Wilson. Um, and yeah, I do coaching, I do lots of different things, but we can have a conversation about that if you feel Ooh. like you want to go down that route. 
Yes, because we haven't even dived into the heart. You know, the body keeps the score. Remember, it's also coaching because you might have these things going on in your body. Like, why can't I lose weight? Why am I depressed? It's about the heart opening it up. I do want to thank yeah. each one of you for coming through. I am Stars Tina. The website's at the bottom if you want to contact me, EliteStarsFitness.com. We have group coaching. We have one-on-one -on -one coaching. I love this space. And let's start dancing it out, ladies. Are we ready to dance it out? Yes. Woo, woo, woo. She's like, yay, let's dance it out. Here we go. Here we go. I'll get to it. I'll get it. You <laughs> are amazing. Yes, yes. And you are unstoppable. I want you to dig deep for that special gift. The gift that God gave you and only you to change the world. You made the decision to join our tribe. Your vibe is your tribe. Yes. And I want to welcome you to the Shooting Stars community. Get out of here.